Hello and welcome to episode number four of Pixelated Perspectives podcast. I'm Tanya Verquin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This episode is going to encompass the quintessence of German new medicine. I'm going to explain the five biological natural laws that have been discovered by Dr. Hammer that I spoke about in my introductory episode. And these laws provide a brand new paradigm shift into how you view your health, well-being, illnesses, diseases, and chronic conditions. Oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Berkwin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. With the brief introduction I gave in episode number one of the discoveries of German New Medicine by a German doctor named Dr. Giard Hammer back in the late 1970s, it allows us to use this knowledge in order to gain complete new insights and awareness, whether we suffer chronic conditions, whatever we deal with on a health level, well-being level, it can be explained from this understanding that German New Medicine allows us and gives us. It allows us to understand and recognize symptoms that indicate healing and ultimately the quintessence of German New Medicine is that every so-called disease is part of a significant biological special program of nature created to assist that person or animals during an unexpected distress in life. So it all boils down to an unexpected conflict, something that we are not expecting, that we didn't see coming, something that catches us off guard. If this is the first time you're hearing this information, these laws are going to seem a little bit complicated. I'm going to try to do a very introductory level of explanation for them because each law goes into, into significant depth about the different science behind it. So I'm just going to give you the basis of what these natural laws are so that you're left in a position where you can apply this knowledge to your own life just with the really basic understanding that life is for you and that these laws mean that if you are experiencing a condition, you know, symptoms or illnesses, it is a meaningful biological program that is set in place to help you assist what you're currently dealing with in life. And if you're experiencing the symptoms now, it almost always means that you're in healing from that conflict activity. Ultimately, it's going to remove the fear around symptoms because we can understand these are meaningful changes within our body. There's nothing wrong, quote unquote. There's no malfunctions. And again, it will be helpful and provide you with a little bit of insight into GNM to help you in your life right now. The first biological law is really the iron rule of cancer. So what the mainstream modern medical field diagnoses as cancer or cancer equivalent is in German new medicine terms really called a significant biological special program. 
this special program that is put into place is always initiated by a highly acute and unexpected conflict shock. So it's anything that will catch somebody off guard and immediately at that moment, a significant biological special program is put into motion, is activated through the psyche, so your subconscious mind, the brain, and on a corresponding organ. So these three components, the psyche, the brain, and an organ, these simultaneously work together as one unit. And at the instant of an unexpected shock that you, are, you happen to have, this is what's put into place. And now that shock, whatever that content of that shock is, that will actually determine which organ will be affected and which part of the brain will be affected. Now, let me give you an example of what an unexpected conflict shock might be. So let's say you are out on this beautiful walk in nature. You're out in the forest on a beautiful trail. You're listening to the birds. It's so peaceful and no one else is around. It's just so quiet. And all of a sudden in your line of sight, like maybe five or 10 yards in front of you, out comes this, this massive black bear. And boom, right off the bat, you were stopped right in your tracks. Your heart rate starts to increase. Your blood pressure is increasing and you are just scared stiff. So your psyche, your subconscious mind is going to take a split second and decide how it's going to perceive your situation. And let's say you perceive this as a death fright scare. Okay, like, oh my God, this bear is going to kill me. Like I could die right now. Your psyche decides this is a death fright scare and instantaneously the brain and organ are going to respond in order to help assist you and get you out of that traumatic and life-threatening scenario. So as I said, your heart rate is going to go up, you're going to have a loss of appetite, your blood pressure is going to increase, bringing blood to the muscles and oxygenating your blood so that you can respond as quick as possible and be alert as possible. Now, also on the brain and organ level, changes are instantaneously being made as well. The brainstem is activating the lungs in this scenario because in German new medicine, a death scare fright correlates to the lungs and the whole biological meaning of that correlation is not being able to breathe. If you are so scared, we tend to hold our breaths. We like gasp. This is our lungs taking in the oxygen. So what happens on a cellular level to the lungs? The cells in the lung alveoli are instantaneously multiplying. Those cells are proliferating, getting more and more cells in order to help you have more oxygen and be able to better breathe during the situation. So it's an instantaneous happening. This happens without us thinking about it. It happens without any interference at all. This is naturally what the body does in order to assist you from this specific conflict event. The part of the brain that controls this specific organ is the brainstem. And if a person were to have a CT brain scan during this conflict activity, what would show up in that brain scan are sharp concentrical ring formations called a hammer focus, named after Dr. Hammer. That's what they're known as in German New Medicine. And so that indicates that person is having a death scare fright conflict. It tells us, it's like a diagnostic tool. It tells us that that person is having a biological change happening in the lungs. So that is the corresponding organ. So 
That's quite a bit of in-depth explanation there if this is brand new to you, but that's what's happening during that conflict activity, all without you knowing it. Okay, so whether that bear just runs down the hill away from you like five seconds later and right out of the picture, or whether you run and you're back at your car, whatever the case may be, let's say you have resolved that issue now. The bear is no longer anywhere near you, you're feeling safe, your heart rate is slowing down now, and you're starting to take deeper breaths. So now you go into a, a second phase. So that first phase was a conflict activity. And the second phase now is the healing phase. When you go into this healing phase, the cellular changes that happened on that organ level are now going to be reversed. And so all of those multiple cells that were added, those are going to be broken down by TB or bacteria and fungi. This is why it's so important to have this bacteria in our bodies because they are meaningful assistance to us healing properly and regaining our organ functionality. So if TB bacteria is present, it's going to come in at the site of where the changes were made and start breaking down those extra cells, bringing down the cell count to its regular level. Now, when we're in healing, this is when we are going to start feeling symptoms. So this TB and this bacteria that comes into the lungs, these are going to cause symptoms. It's going to cause you coughing. It might cause swelling and inflammation, which means they're going to be pain. It could be some pressure in the chest. The symptoms are always going to be dependent on how severe the conflict activity phase was. So if that conflict activity phase lasted an extended period of time and was crucially um, traumatic, then that healing phase is going to last around the same amount of time and it might be severe in relation to how that conflict activity was. So we are understanding now that when symptoms come about, we are in a healing phase. So our those cellular changes that happened in, on that organ level are now being brought back down to its original functioning state. Um, night sweats for anything to do with the lungs, that's very, very common. So we wake up and we're just sweating at night. This is indicating that we have TB bacteria assisting our organ, our lungs, and helping break down those extra cells that are no longer needed. Most of the time we go to the doctors when we're experiencing symptoms. So let's say we are coughing, there might be even blood if the conflict was severe enough. Normally, if somebody isn't aware of German new medicine, this would scare somebody. So they'd go to the doctor, the doctor would run tests, they'd either get um, diagnosed with pneumonia, and then if they take a scan and they see that there are extra cells in the lungs and they look different because they will look different than the regular cells we're finding in the lung alveoli. So the doctors are going to diagnose this as lung cancer or a lung infection because they see that there's a bacteria there and extra cells. In a GNM, this is a very clear indication that you're in the healing phase and the TB bacteria is doing its job in removing those extra cells. You know, anytime we see a fire, a building on fire, you are always going to see fire trucks there, right? They're always going to be there as long as there is a fire around a building. Now, do we go and say those fire trucks are causing the fire? 
they're causing that damage. No, that would be ludicrous. But it's what we're doing when that we're seeing these extra cells and bacteria. If we see that in an organ and extra cells that are breaking down, we see that it's the bacteria that is causing a so-called infection or causing the sickness and illness. But it's just as a ludicrous thought as thinking that it's the fire trucks causing the fire. They are there to assist. They're there to bring it back to its homeostasis. And so same with bacteria. This is a huge new understanding if you are hearing this for the first time with GNM. So this understanding is so significant when it comes to health and well-being because it sets you up completely different. It puts you into your a completely different mental state now because you can understand what is going on. It's not a malfunction. It's not an infection. This is a meaningful process. It's such an incredible positioning to have in day-to-day life. That's kind of the first and the second biological law, all wrapped up into one. I just wanted to explain it in a, an example there for you with that nature walk and having that death fright scare. We've got, so we've got the psyche, the organ, and the brain all working together as a single unit simultaneously. And so that's always going to be the case no matter what we are experiencing. Now the third biological law explains how this uh, the GNM is firmly anchored in the science of embryology. If you're familiar with embryology, you'll be familiar with the endoderm, with the old mesoderm, the new mesoderm, and the ectoderm. These are membrane layers, and each one of those layers have a corresponding control relay from parts of the brain, whether it be the brainstem, the cerebellum, cerebral medulla, or the cerebral cortex. So the third biological law explains and encompasses the science of the embryology being controlled from specific areas of the brain. And the whole body is laid out in this map that on an endoderm layer, then all of those tissues and organs on that endoderm layer will be controlled from the brain stem. And then on the next layer, the old mesoderm layer, all of those cells and organs will be controlled from the cerebellum and so on. So each layer of that, the membrane will be controlled from a different part of the brain. And that's how we as um, practitioners or people who are just studying this German new medicine just to apply in our own lives, this is how you are able to indicate which organs are being affected, which, which part of the brain and which germ layer is being affected. It's really not necessary to know if if you want to just the basics of GNM, you do not need to go into depth into the scientific aspects of it, but just know that that's part of the law. So it's a law. That means it's a principle and it's always the case. It's like gravity. It doesn't just sometimes apply or the law of electricity. It doesn't only just sometimes apply to people or you or to whoever. It's it's a principle. Um Of course, you know, if somebody has like a physical injury because someone was in a car accident, well, then obviously this isn't applicable because a special biological program wasn't onset from that in order to affect the person's brain, psyche, and organ. So it's instead they had a physical injury. Let's say they got in a car accident and they broke their hip. Well, then that wasn't caused by an unexpected shock. That was an actual physical injury. So 
the laws of GNM apply to somebody who has, or an animal, underwent an unexpected conflict shock, and then the program is set into place where the brain and the organ are making those cellular changes to assist, and then once the person is removed or animals removed from the conflict activity, then they go into healing, and again, on a cellular level, they make the changes in order to bring the organism back into homeostasis. Now, the fourth biological law explains that microbes and bacteria and so-called viruses, they don't cause disease, but instead they play a vital role during, during the healing phase. And that we already touched on that in the healing phase of this death fright scare that we, I gave the example of, it requires bacteria and TB bacteria and even fungi to assist the lungs in order to bring them back into its proper function and state. So we require these microbes and we have, you know, this massive microbiome in our bodies. It consists of vast amounts of microbes. And, you know, for conventional medicine, microbes are seen as mistakes and malfunctions and they're seen as diseases and that they're the cause of diseases and that they are infectious. And that if we have these microbes, we're in a state of abnormality. And if we see more microbes than, than some other people, they're seen as mastocytes, growths. And it just goes on and on. But we have to get our heads around the concept that those microbes play that vital role. The bacteria is there for a reason. And it's vital that they are there. If bacteria and TB bacteria and fungi aren't present, when you're in a healing phase from an organ that needs those, then it just prolongs the healing phase. It makes it a lot more difficult to go through. So it's really like a complete inversion to what we've been taught from the mainstream medical model and conventional medicine. It's completely a 180, which is why it really requires a paradigm shift. It's just a brand new perspective if you're hearing this for the first time. For me, as I mentioned in my introductory episode, I learned German New Medicine 10 years ago. And initially it was, I had to make that, that leap. I had to make that paradigm shift. But for me, it was not hard because it made complete sense. And, and I had always been confused anyway around disease and illness. And as a kid, I, I suffered from like stomach issues and um I had I was diagnosed with mono and I was like sick for months and I was sleeping for months and and just nothing made sense and the doctors didn't know what was causing it or anything so for me I I always had this confusion like I always have kind of reverted to nature whenever I compare our health and our well-being I'm always using nature as a metaphor because it makes so much sense what nature does it doesn't require outside interference and it's all meaningful so For me, I just think it was, uh, I was just so ready to hear and learn this knowledge that it was easy for me to, to accept this new paradigm. We are expanding and we are evolving as humans and we need to evolve with the knowledge that we are being looked after, that our bodies know what they're doing. They are intrinsically wise and they have the capacities to heal. They assist us for what we're going through in life at every moment in life. And so if we understand that our bodies are working for us, not against us, and same with nature, then we can really evolve as beings, you know, evolve to the next level, like 
we have to come from a completely different approach. And lastly, the fifth biological law just brings us around to where we started, where it is basically the quintessence. Every so-called disease is a significant biological special program of nature created to assist the organism. So a human or animal that is um, in unexpected distress. So those, in a nutshell, are the five biological laws. This is what happens to the body from a psyche, brain, and organ level simultaneously during unexpected conflicts in our life. Now these conflicts can be big, they can be traumatic, or they can be smaller, small scale, not last very long, but either way, cellular changes will happen. It's just the severity, you know, it's on a scale. Will it be mild or will it be more severe? That all depends on how um, long it lasted and how traumatic it was for somebody. And another point that I'd like to make is that our psyches are always going to be what indicate how we respond to um, an event because everybody is going to perceive the same event a little bit differently. Let's say two people were walking down that trail, having a beautiful nature walk, and they came across the bear at the same time. One That one person perceived it as a death fright scare. That other person could have perceived it as a territorial conflict shock. So now it'll be a different part of the brain relay corresponding to a different type of organ. So we have to understand that everybody can perceive things differently based on, you know, their personal beliefs and their values and their history and and what their past experiences have been. So every shocking episode and traumatic unexpected event will be very subjective to that individual person. And it'll always be the psyche that determines how the person will perceive that. And it's often, we, when we're in a conflict activity phase, we, we often don't even know that anything is happening because it's such a natural thing. We feel our heart rate speeding up. We feel our blood pressure rising. This is just a natural thing that we're used to feeling. And we have no awareness whatsoever that on a cellular level, an organ is being um, manipulated, but for our benefit. We don't even know. We don't know how we perceive it until we get the symptoms, which means after we're in the healing phase and our conflict is completely resolved, then the symptoms start coming up and then we know, ah, this is how we perceive that shock because I know that if I'm coughing, it has to do with my lungs and my lungs always relate to a death scare conflict. So we always learn how we perceived an event usually when our symptoms show up. So our symptoms are really pointing us to what's happened, what we just dealt with. And it allows us to better downgrade our symptoms and help us support ourselves as we heal. So it's such a, it's an amazing piece of knowledge that encompasses our health and well-being on such a magnitude that um, it plays such a big role in my life and my family's life. There isn't a day really that goes by that is not on my mind because from the slightest symptom like you know, an upset stomach, if the kids come home with an upset stomach one time, well then we, we know immediately what was upsetting at school, like what happened at school. Let's say they were, they had um, a little quarrel with a friend and that was really upsetting for them. So then they get home after school, the conflict activity is now over, they've resolved it, they're not upset anymore. Now is where the symptom comes in and they've got an upset stomach. And so we know that something upsetting, it was an indigestible 
morsel, so to speak. They couldn't digest what was happening and they didn't like it. So their symptoms will point to what they just went through. And so we are having discussions of GNM and our symptoms and what's went on. And it just, it opens up this awareness for you to have in life. So I do hope that this episode was insightful for you. I hope you learned something. I hope um, that if it was new, it wasn't too confusing. Feel free to send me a message, leave a comment if you have any questions. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for the learninggnm.com website. There's a PDF on the five biological laws of nature. You can download and print out that PDF so you can have it with you if you feel like you want to study this more. Otherwise, I really appreciate you tuning in. We will catch up with you again soon. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.